It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. And welcome to the show where today... We're going to be good neighbors. My name is Adam Ritz. Joining me, Jay Baker. Hi, Jay. Are you a good neighbor? I do my very best to be a good neighbor every day. It's almost sounding like an insurance commercial, like a good neighbor. Uh, we don't want to give them any plugs, but uh, we're talking about a different kind of good neighbor, not the insurance company, like a good neighbor. I, now I have to sing it every time I think of it <laughs> in my head. This weekend, Sunday, September 28th, is National Good Neighbor Day. 2019. So uh, I don't know if anybody's wished you a happy Good Neighbor Day. Let me be the first to say happy National Good Neighbor Day to you, my neighbor, well, Jay Baker. No, thank you very much. I've always <laughs> felt like you should get to know your neighbors and interact with them. Is that kind of what Good Neighbor Day is all about? You know, we have uh, President Jimmy Carter to thank for this one. On September 28th, it's National Good Neighbor Day. Uh, the annual holiday was first proclaimed by President Carter in 1978. Mrs. Becky Matson from Lakeside, Montana, came up with the idea for a national holiday to recognize the importance of good neighbors back in 1971. So it took seven years for President Carter to finally, you know, swallow her idea and say, let's do this. In 1978, uh, Carter announced the creation of a national day aimed at raising public awareness that good neighbors help achieve human understanding and build strong, thriving communities. So, I don't know what your neighborhood is like. Uh, maybe on Sunday or uh, early next week, jump out when you're getting the mail, maybe taking your garbage out to the curb, give a tip of the hat to your next-door neighbor and say, howdy. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. It's funny you said that. The immediate five or six neighbors around our house, we all know each other. So while we don't see each other daily, we see each other at least once a week. And as you said, getting the mail, taking out the trash, pulling out of the driveway. So it's always good to wave and make a connection with those neighbors. You never know when that might come in handy. Something as simple as, hey, could you collect the newspaper off my front step? Or could you please collect my mail for me so it looks like I'm uh, home, you know, I'm not home, I'm not away, or whatever it might be. And you always think to yourself, if you get to know your neighbors, how could it be negative? My next door neighbor, it's funny you say that, we uh, sort of have a contest. Uh, on trash day to see who whoever comes home first to take your neighbor's trash can back up to the house. So I'll get home late on uh, the day after trash day. I'll get home after dark. It's late. And my trash can's up by my house. And the first couple of times it happened, I was like, there's, a there's some sort of trash um, ghost out here that's moving my <laughs> trash can. And then come to find out, I helped him with his mail when he was on vacation. Uh, there was another time where there's some garbage in his yard. I cleaned that up. So now uh, we've got this situation where we're helping each other. And like you said, it's it's great for security too, because that's something maybe the the burglars are looking for inactivity in your yard. And if your trash can's in front of your house at the end of your driveway for three, four straight days, they know you're not home to tend to your house. So all they need to do is break a window 
and they get a new 55-inch TV. Absolutely. No, I, I think it's uh, nothing but positive. And obviously, uh, if there's anything you could do to help a neighbor, doing something simple like cleaning up some trash in their yard, I think is a, a really nice gesture. So I'd like to suggest to be on the lookout for your neighborhood social activities. Maybe uh, there's an ice cream social, a block party, uh, a fall festival. Uh, I was just walking uh, with Melissa uh, this past week, and I was jealous because we were in a part of uh, my parents' neighborhood uh, where I don't live, and we went for a – actually, it was a bike ride, and we're riding our bikes, and I hear a band, music, and I'm like, that's a live band. It's not just somebody's um, – you know, Bluetooth speaker on a deck, you could tell this was a live band. And once we got to look between two houses, we could see a cul-de-sac where there was a live band set up and they, they were having a block party on their cul-de-sac. And I was a little jealous. I'm like, God, that'd be great to be those 10 houses living on this circle. It wasn't even a neighborhood party. It was just that cul-de-sac that was doing this. Well, it was funny you said that in our neighborhood, little tiny neighborhood, I think there's 200 houses in this small neighborhood. They have the best Halloween get-together because there's a lot of young trick-or-treat-aged kids, and it's always great to see their costumes and uh, you know what they've dreamt up this year. Plus, uh, they always order pizza, and I have to tell you, I don't know the name of the pizza place, but that particular brand, of, I keep meaning to ask and or remember it's really good pizza. <laughs> so my wife thinks like, hey, I'm going down to you know help out with the party and see what the kids are wearing. Really, I'm down there to eat the pizza, so please don't tell her. <laughs> <laughs> and this is that time of year, too, like you just mentioned with Halloween and um, holiday decor, decorations, yard displays at the end of December as well. I mean, there's some cool stuff happening in your neighborhood. So we tip our hats to uh, all the great neighbors out there as we celebrate National Good Neighbor Day on September 28th. This is the Adam Rich Show. We want to thank you for joining us, and we want to thank our underwriters today, Vibonomics. We are in the Vibonomics radio studios right now recording the show. Uh, Vibonomics.com is the website where you can learn more about their audio experience technology, their software, how they're changing the in-store music experience to add voiceover messaging and advertising and promotional opportunity opportunities with with voiceover uh, and music messages uh, airing through the speakers in the ceiling at retail locations across the country. That's Vibonomics.com. Thank you, Vibonomics. Jay Baker, uh, in addition to National Good Neighbor Day, what else is happening? You'll be amazed that this upcoming month is National Homemade Cookie Month. Oh, yes! And I don't think anybody loves cookies more than you. That's I, sort I of your... Cookie. Yeah, that's uh, your kryptonite is good cookies. I, I just had this conversation. What are your top three cookies? Uh, the macadamia nut, I do not like. Um, there are snickerdoodles. I'll pass. I, you know, if there are, if there are a load a plate full of them on the table, I cannot eat them. I can easily pass on snickerdoodle or macadamia nut. However, you put down a plate of chocolate chip cookies, you follow it up with sugar cookies and or peanut butter cookies, especially with the fork marks, I'm going to eat all of them at <laughs> once in uh, in a high-speed fashion. Well, that's the reason why I brought this up. Of interest <laughs> is, as you well know, with homemade cookies, short of just 
completely misreading the recipe, it's hard to mess up homemade <laughs> cookies because even if they do not look great cosmetically, you and I both know they taste great. And any type of cookie that's made with love, uh, we're going to recommend uh, that you make some cookies this upcoming month with uh, your family members. Even if you do it with your spouse, you'll have fun. There's no way to mess it up. If you do a search right now for chocolate chip cookies, you'd be amazed at the sheer number of just recipes. A lot of them are super simple. In fact, there's even some that are listed as this is simple. Those are the ones you almost can't mess up. Unless you substitute salt with sugar, you can't mess it up. Do you eat uh, the, the chocolate chip cookie dough raw? Are you sadly, one of those guys? Sadly, I do. But as you well know, they've kind of cautioned you because in many of those formulations, they have raw egg, which is not recommended. <laughs> Darn but, it. But it tastes so good. You're is, so right. Is there So it's National Cookie Make Cookie Awareness Month or day? Well, it's National Homemade Cookie Month. And of course, as we know, month, it's all okay. the other Through accoutrement. The month. Yeah, you're going to have to have a cookie tray. There's some, there's some things you're going to have to have. You're going to have to have a spoon to mix this up. Do you and know then if- you're going to have to have wire uh, netting to put up to keep Adam away. Because <laughs> if he smells those cookies cooking, he's going he's gonna to come right in. Now, I hate to put you on the spot, but do you have the history on this? Did, did President Carter uh, okay this in 1978, or is this a new thing? Apparently, National Homemade Cookie Month, they've had trouble really finding out who created it. However, if they do find them, they're going to award them the presidential certificate, which is the highest honor <laughs> sure a civilian <laughs> could sure ever hold. <laughs> when it, my next question, when is National uh, Eat Raw Cookie Dough Day or, I, and or month? I think that that happens <laughs> while you're enjoying National Homemade Cookie Month. You're going to— Because you haven't cooked them yet. Some I of got that you. dough. Okay. Now, you like the dough, too, don't you? Oh, I do. It's oh, just yeah. so sweet and so everything. And then, as you well know, now, for some people, this is great. Other people are like, oh, you've ruined it. But cookie dough as a flavor has crept up with all types. Of, you know, you can get a, a blizzard with uh, cookie dough mixed in. Mm-hmm. Many places have cookie dough ice cream. There's a famous place around the corner from here. Cookie dough ice cream, it sells out. So that has become a flavor. So, yes, cookie dough is a thing. I think I saw a sitcom, too, where the uh, – main actress in that, whenever she has a stressful situation, immediately gets the cookie dough out of the fridge and starts eating it. I think I know what we're going to have to, for lunch today uh, when the show's over. I'm going to have some cookie dough. Cooked you, or not, I'm eating cookie you're dough gonna have today. To. Here's of interest, and we're going to get into how this uh, helps you and your family coming up. Um, pre-internet, I worked on a radio show, and we jokingly said we need to have a meatloaf newsletter. And we ask all of our listeners, please send us in. And on a postcard size card, because the recipes fit on those, please send us your favorite meatloaf recipe. When I checked right before we started doing the show, if you go to allrecipes.com, which is a, a recipe clearinghouse, type in meatloaf and hit enter, there are 13,909 meatloaf recipes. I did not know that. It just shows you, once again, going back to the cookie thing, there are hundreds of chocolate chip cookie recipes. And it just amazed me that there's so many different types of recipes for everything. And this kind of will dovetail with 
a great activity you can do with your family. How many of those meatloaf recipes have you tried? I have only tried 12,000. 12,000? You've got 1,000 to go. I have 1,000 to go. (laughs) Who knew that you could make meatloaf 13,000 different ways? I'm sure there's some similarities. At the end of the day, you hopefully have a cooked product. This is the one product we urge you not to eat raw is meatloaf. We should have saved that information for Meatloaf Awareness Month. Now we just... We can do an entire <laughs> show on back? meatloaf. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> we can bring it back. But the reason I brought up National Homemade Cookie Month is who doesn't like a great homemade cookie? And this is something you can do with your kids because we're starting to get into that time of year. We're going to get some inclement weather, and then we're going to the, the temperatures are going to turn colder in many parts of the United States, and you're going to be faced with what do you do? Inclement weather, nobody can get out of the house. What do you do with your kids to keep them occupied? Mm -hmm. And you can create some great childhood memories with your kids doing something as simple as making cookies. Did you ever make cookies with your kids? Oh, for sure. Yeah. In in fact, uh, my youngest daughter and I made brownies just last night. Just last night. I think that's cool. It was a great memory for not only her, but for me. I mean, and she's, I say youngest, but she's a senior in high school. So, Short of a year, she'll be off to college, and one of my last memories of, of her living at home will be the, the, the brownies we made right. last night. Well, this is interesting. A very good friend of mine, his oldest daughter is getting her master's degree, and she still enjoys making cookies so much, which she learned with her mom and dad, that when she comes back home, she immediately goes in then because she knows all this stuff will be in their pantry and starts making cookies. So there's these big bags of cookies. She's come back this weekend. And of course, I got to watch football at my buddy's house. So it's going to be a darn shame. There's going to be a, a huge bag of homemade cookies. Oh, I, I really feel bad. That's going to be tough on me, as you well know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's your favorite cookie? I still love chocolate chip. The chocolate chip. Yeah. It's simple, but you're right about peanut butter. If it's properly Ooh. crafted, because peanut butter is a great flavor anyway. And I, I've been around you. You you really like peanut butter. You'll add peanut butter to stuff. I will eat peanut butter right out of the jar. And if you throw in a few chocolate chips into the peanut butter cookie, now we're talking. Has anybody created a peanut butter and chocolate? Cho- I guess they would, wouldn't they? In the in the mad scientist world. Oh, wouldn't I've that had be yeah, something? I've yeah. had uh, especially on vacation. I, I as you know, I don't count calories when I'm uh, out of my own zip code. And there are fudge shops, candy shops, ice cream shops. When I walk into any sort of uh, fudgery and there's cookies, I I oh I go to town. And for sure, a big giant chocolate chocolate chunk, uh, not even chocolate chip, it's chocolate chunk, like pieces of chocolate, candy bar size chocolate inside the peanut butter cookie. Yes. That is, that is, you're right. That is such a great taste treat. So think about uh, making uh, cookies uh, this month with your kids. And then I looked this up and I thought this was so interesting. Here it is, inclement weather season approaching. You got to occupy your kids. Do you remember back? Was there a favorite uh, family activity that stood out to you that was something that was very engaging for your daughters? Uh, during inclement weather, yeah, weather like you know, let's say it's it's you know like a day in February, and your kids are going, "Dad, we're bored." 
Yeah. And you know now things are so electronic. Now you know my children are older, yeah. So we had to go back to what I call analog entertainment. You had to teach them the card game. You couldn't uh, access a screen, right? And go, hey kids, it's rummy on screen. You had to teach them the card game, and that's you know in our particular house, playing card games was a lot of fun. Well, we had a lot of fun with uh, building forts. And that's kind of a dad thing to do. Yes. Uh, we had uh, a great start. We had a pool table. So all I had to do was put a couple sheets over the top, and you've got an instant fort. And then you start pulling the uh, couch cushions right. and, and stacking them much the same way you'd build a house of cards. You just lean the cushions up against each other to create the walls. More blankets, more sheets. Now you've got rooms. And you've got uh, well, you got all that. You've got a, a fort where, where you can crawl through from room to room. Oh yeah, the kids love that. No, that's very and I cool. did too. No, I, I'm, <laughs> in fact, you saying that makes me want to go home and build a fort. We've got a really good table in the kitchen. I'm just yeah. going to tell my wife. I'm just going to pull out the sheets and go. Hey, I'm building a fort over here. Yeah, you know, you do the weirdest things after you're on the, the radio show. When you get home and you start doing what we talked about, she, she knows you made the she show knows. today. Yeah, here, here was an interesting thing, and I, I couldn't wait when I found this list to kind of get your opinion on this because you know about raising kids. You know what it's like sometimes when the weather's too inclement to go out. Uh, one of the suggestions is pop some popcorn, mm. and now it's easy to do. You can do the old-fashioned thing on the stove, which is fun, or you can just get microwave popcorn, which is great, too. The microwave popcorn, as you know, produces your perfect snack, which are those little kernels of popcorn. I've seen them. you go to town on those. Yeah, I pop a few popcorn kernels in my mouth, and, and they get soft, and they taste like you know corn, and I like them. Yeah. And they get in my teeth, and I can't smile. <laughs> sure, that'll happen. But, but, you know, there's some negative, uh, you know, things that happen with anything you do. <laughs> so anyway, you pop some popcorn, you watch some great movies. Now, I thought to myself, I need to look at what is considered to be the top family or children's movies. And Rotten Tomatoes actually compiled a list. This is based on their, you know, their metrics, but. The uh, number one uh, family movie is Wizard of Oz. Okay. Would you agree with that one? That's not uh, too hard to, to argue or, or believe. I, I, I'm, I'm indifferent to that. That's fine with me. Yeah. Now, was that ever a movie that connected? Uh, our kids it, really it liked it. But I, I was going to say, if you were going to ask me what's the number one, mm -hmm. uh, I was going to say Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Interesting. That's got to it, be in the top it's, 10. It's, it's, it? It's, well, it's in the top 25. Okay, but you've you're so right about Chitty Chitty Bang Bang because <laughs> Dick Van Dyke is really good in he's that. He's really good at it. He was not that. They must have caught him before he got really cynical. I I don't know this firsthand, but supposedly he became very cynical in his life. <laughs> like he, a woman that I know actually rode in an elevator with him. He did a casino appearance a few years back, and she goes, "You're Dick Van Dyke," and he goes, "I know." <laughs> <laughs> Which you got to say to yourself, Dick, look, it's a fan in the Midwest. They're in an elevator with you. They've seen you on dozens of TV shows. They're smitten. If you just smiled, you would have made their day. Instead, it's like, you know, I'm sorry, Mr. Van Dyke is not very happy right now. Instead, because of his actions, there's a public affairs show badmouthing him right now. 
he was cranky. <laughs> hey, look, we'll do our show on crankiness later. But no, that's in the top 25. Here's their list of 10, and you agree or disagree, because okay. you are Mr. Movie and you're Mr. Dad. Paddington is on the top 10 list. Oh, yawn. You didn't like no, Paddington. I, the fact, Little Bear? No, yeah. You didn't no, like it. I mean, him. I didn't even see it. I had no, my kids, well, they were older, but none, no one I've ever known would uh, thought, hey, let's let's watch this. I have some compadres that would beg to differ. They liked they Paddington. They loved it? Yeah, that, right. but that's on the list. Inside Out, which is a Pixar film. That's a good, that's a good one. Oh, okay, yeah, that's for on sure. There. Incredibles 2. For sure. Why wouldn't you put one on there? I, I, Incredibles one, 1 is in the top 50. Okay. Uh, E.T. is on the list. Yeah, that's great. The 1937 version of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Okay. Very traditional Disney, as you know. Yeah. Now, that may appeal to slightly younger kids, and I don't think it holds up as well as some of today's Pixar-oriented films, but that is on the list as a top 10. And it's nostalgic uh, for the parents to watch, too. It is very nostalgic. Uh Coco, which is another Pixar film. That's a great movie. Yes. That is a great movie. And it touches on some really good themes for kids. I went and saw that and loved it without my kids. My girlfriend and I went as adults and saw the movie and loved it. Good. So Coco holds up even for adults. Toy Story 2, and as you all know, any of the Toy Stories, in my opinion, and has... Is there? Is it the third or the fourth that's about to come out? Well, Toy Story, I didn't see Toy Stories 4 through 9, but apparently Toy Story 10 is really good. Now, they, may, they picks just... picks up. We're, they, we're, yeah, where Woody comes back from the army or something like that. They just came out with Toy Story 4. Okay, Toy Story uh, 4 over is the out. previous summer, uh, and it was a huge success. Uh, I, I saw 1 and 2. My kids were younger. By 3, I was disengaged and disinterested and i didn't see four either so four wouldn't have caught um, your interest but supposedly toy story 2 and i had always heard that uh there's many purists that felt like the story was a little bit better in toy story 2 yeah so that's on the top 10 list the movie up which i absolutely love that's a great movie it's a great movie great movie it's really fun and then rounding out the top 10 is the jungle book the live action one or the original the, cartoon? Uh, it's the cartoon that's come out within the last, I think, four to five years. I think that that was live action. Was it CGI live action? lions and tigers? CGI? Yeah. Okay. The Jungle Book, the the one that's been out uh, circa about 2016 or 15, yeah. somewhere around in there. Now, what number was Night of the Living Dead? Night of the Living Dead is probably not a good film for kids, or what, any of the J- of the Jason uh, Friday the Thirteenth series. I mean, there's twenty of them. Can one of those imagine, has to be on the list. Can you imagine someone said, "Hey, I listened to the Adam Rich show, and I wanted to have a good movie event with my kids, so I popped some popcorn, like they said." slid in Nightmare on Elm Street. For some reason, the kids are having trouble sleeping. Please help. <laughs> I will tell you on a side note, uh, I do have a pet peeve, and that is when I go to the movie theater, uh, especially if it's an adult uh, rated R, PG-13, adult-themed uh, movie, and someone in the, in the theater that didn't feel like getting a babysitter brings uh. their toddler or a baby in a pumpkin seat <laughs> and I recently went and saw It, Chapter 2, which is about a murderous, uh, psychotic killer killer clown. 
right? right? The Stephen King novel, It, about the the murderous clown. Sure, sure. And the family sitting directly behind me in the assigned seats had a three-year-old on their lap. They kept passing around different laps, and the three-year-old was scared to death and would not stop talking. And... You know, th- this is a topic for another show. Don't bring your babies to movies, but uh, th- th- that is just y- think twice before you let your your young youngins watch uh, v- very violent films. I mean, come on. It was funny you said that. As you know, the one of my favorite words is appropriate. There's things that are appropriate for everything. Yeah, like for my buddies. The film Casino is appropriate. We're adult men. We can go watch that film. The movie Casino, I've always maintained, is so dark that I don't think kids under the age of 13 or 14 should see it. That's just my opinion Okay, because it deals with very violent crime, and it deals with people who have no compassion for others, meaning they, they, you're, it's a portrait of a real psychopath that's what makes Casino the film that people like as a crime film. It's not a great film for kids. So, you know, but you and I both know these films get shown and kids watch them and stuff. So, this is more along the lines of what you can do with your kids. Now, there are two movies that jump out of my head that I uh, watched with my kids all the time, and they're two of our go to's for family films, even now with one in college and one about to go to college. Uh, the first one is Monsters Inc. That's got to be very good. Is that in the top twenty-five? You know, I don't have the list in front of me, but um, I would think it has to be. And Billy Crystal, the voice of Billy Crystal, in that is superb. And John Goodman is the two main characters. They're inc- they're unbelievable. That's a great movie. It's and a I've great always movie. watched that movie and thought this would be a great live-action movie too. I hope they don't remake it because the original, the the CGI uh, Pixar version is fantastic. Uh, and then the second movie is. Um, more so uh, just for me. My kids do like it, but it is one of my top five favorite films of all time. Maybe my number one favorite film of all time. And that is uh, the Gene Wilder version of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That is a great family movie from 1970 or 71. And you talk about very traditional and a very classic film. Uh, so I so let's get uh, someone to redo the list of top ten family movies, and and maybe put a ten A uh, at the end of the list and put Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory on there. You're saying uh, Paddington the Bear just pack. I'm saying I would get rather packing. I would rather watch um, Willy Wonka with with my eyes closed and only hear the audio. Yeah. Than than watch Paddington um, with a steak dinner. No matter how cute Paddington is, it yeah. cannot be cute enough for you no. yeah. or your family. But if you make me some chocolate chip cookies. Throw, you might sit through Paddington. With not chocolate chips, but chocolate chunks, chunks. maybe I'd watch that bear. At any rate, these are some great activities. or We, we feel like this, this, was, this came from a site, and we'll leave this posted, from mommypoppins.com. And, of course, there's a very long list. I will uh, add a couple of things here that I think that you would love. Uh, make paper bag puppets and put on a show. It's funny you said that. I did that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's how good of a tip this is. You yes. did it this morning. It is the. It is a great idea. I haven't had a cookie in a couple of days, but I made some paper bag puppets this morning. 
I will tell you a thing I used to do for my daughter. She would claim she didn't like it, but she'd ask me to repeat it repeatedly. Um, mute the sound, and then, of course, her dad, who was in radio, provided the voices. Yeah, for now, any sort of show that you're watching? Yeah, yeah, I always tried to make it, quote, as appropriate as I could, <laughs> but it was always like, you know, like, let's say you're watching Full House, and all of a sudden the kids are like going, yeah, Dad, we'd like to burn down the house. <laughs> My daughter is busting up, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so the cute characters become malicious. Yeah. You know, the, the non-helpful characters suddenly become, you know, all the so – that's a lot of fun. So puppet show or mute the sound, make up some voices. Once again, uh, uh, be appropriate if possible. Here's some things, too, that are worth looking up. And you almost have to laugh at this, but this is a. these things are all things you can do with your kids. Origami. Do you know what that is? Sure. Folding the uh, paper and making little uh, paper swans and things out of folded paper. Right. Yeah. And full and obviously paper, very inexpensive, and it's kind of a motor skill thing. And then the other thing, and we have a girl in the office who's great at this, is tie-dye. Tie-dye is very, very interesting, inexpensive and fun. You get an old shirt, mm-hmm. and you go have some fun with it. And the kids remember making the shirt. They'll remember it forever, and then they'll have the shirt to wear. Absolutely. And, and if they outgrow it, then they you can make a pillow out of it or add it to a quilt. Absolutely. This is something that I hadn't thought about, but it's it's very entertaining. You can go and pick up dances on YouTube and you teach your family how to do this dance. So you could pick up any dance you want to do and everybody in your family gets to learn the dance. You might be horrible at it, but it's fun to dance as a group because obviously it makes other people laugh and it is sort of a family bonding experience. That is a great idea. Some sort of line dance or group dance. Why not? There's of a course. there's dozens of different dances. You can look them up on YouTube and have fun. And you can you can do your dance before you start the oven to cook your cookies. Thank you for listening to the Adam Ritz show. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.